Hey everyone, welcome to another Turbulence Training 7-Day Fat Loss Call. This week we have the 7-Word Diet that we're going to talk about, and we're also going to have the Super Bowl edition because this weekend I'm actually off to the Super Bowl. Uh, some friends invited me down. I'm a pretty lucky guy, so I'm going to have a pretty good weekend in Miami. I'm going to tell you all about it in a special report about eating and working out on the road while you're going to some special events. So I'll have that done in a couple of weeks. I'm going to have a whole new blog associated to uh, traveling and nutrition and fat loss. It's going to be a lot of fun. <clears throat> What's funny, this week I got a whole bunch of uh, lame press releases. Somehow my email ended up on the email list of all these PR companies. And so that they've sent me all these press releases every day. I got a new one on some crazy workout. And one press release the other week was about the 120-calorie halftime workout. And all I can say to that was, you know, give me a break. I mean, it was about, you know, slipping away from the game for 30 minutes to burn 120 calories. And, and that mindset of, you know, burning the calories that you're consuming is just the wrong mindset. It, it's one step forward, 30 steps backwards, okay? 120 calories is not even a drop in the bucket to what most people are going to consume watching the game. So you can't even think about it that way. You can't think about punishing yourself with exercise because of the nutrition choices that you make. You have to accept that there's going to be some times when you're going to overeat, and this might be one of them, or this might not even apply to you if you don't even care about it. I mean, I know I was in New Zealand one year for the Super Bowl, and it was Monday afternoon when the game was on, so clearly it's not a big deal down there. There's a couple of Americans and, and me and my friends at this one bar watching at lunchtime. We only ended up there because we were walking by. We weren't looking for it. So, you know, I know it's not important to some people, but the lesson is, okay, it's not about the calories that you burn, okay? Don't have that mindset because, you know, the research on cardio shows that, you know, you're not getting the results that you expect to get with that simple, you know, you go and if you burn 500 calories seven days a week, you lose a pound of fat. It never works out that way. Those calories burned and the real, real results that you get are not equal. Even scientists have mentioned, as we discussed in one of the research studies here on the calls, that cardio gives less than expected results from that calorie-burning equation. And then another thing is that other research studies have shown that cardiovascular machines overestimate how many calories we burn. So don't get hung up on that stuff. Stop obsessing about the calories burned. Focus on the nutrition. Focus on doing fun workouts that you will stick to consistently and using resistance training to sculpt your body. All right, so now let's on, move on with our Super Bowl call and our transformation tip of the week. I know our tips are for next week, the week after the Super Bowl. We're going to focus on these Super Bowl tips. Monday, February 8th, the transformation tip of the week is Kekich Credo number 73, nothing wins more often than superior preparation. Genius is usually preparation. So for fat loss, you know, well, we take that from the football analogy that all these guys plan and uh, they plan out their games and everything. We'll talk about that a little bit more. But for fat loss, we simply must plan, shop, and prepare on the weekends or during the week so we have our meals. And then we have to plan two solutions for every obstacle in our life that gets in the way of our workouts or our nutrition. And three, we have to use a structured, professionally designed workout. Four, we need to plan to get social support. And five, we must have a positive and determined mindset that we are going to do this and that there's no try. You know, the old Yoda saying, there is no try, only do. And that's what we're all about. 
positive and determined mindset. All right, that's how you win at this fat loss game. So the work that we're going to go over this week is the turbulence training kettlebell dumbbell bodyweight fusion program from way back in August of 2007. Some of these movements are pretty advanced, but we'll talk about alternatives as well. In the first superset of workout A, you're going to do one-leg squat with kettlebells or dumbbells held across your chest for extra resistance. Now, if you're not at that level, clearly, you can just do the one-leg squat back onto the bench, bodyweight only, or you can do a single-leg exercise like split squats or step-ups, etc. It doesn't matter. And you're going to pair that with a dumbbell incline press. In the second superset, you're going to do one-leg Romanian deadlift. Now, I've been playing around with this for a while. It's actually a little easier to do with the kettlebell, just holding one kettlebell with both hands in front of you as opposed to holding uh, two dumbbells, one in each hand. But I've been playing around with this one, and, um, you know, it's a good exercise for clearly for balance on one leg. I'm not particularly convinced it's the best body transformation exercise. So, you know, we used it back then. Uh, you may want to use a one-leg stability ball leg curl, which, again, is not a real transformation exercise, but it's also a good exercise. And then you're going to pair that with a dumbbell or kettlebell row. So the one-leg Romanian deadlift and the dumbbell or kettlebell row was in the initial program. And then we're going to finish off with a dumbbell or kettlebell squat for 20 reps and decline push-up for 20 reps. So high reps there. Now alternatively, you can do kettlebell swings and a different type of push-up depending on your fitness level. And then finally, we're going to finish off with interval training. 45-second work period, 90-second recovery period for five intervals. All right, into Tuesday, we're going to talk about our research review, and it's the diet of death that I want to talk about this week. And it's not, uh, you know, not the most positive subject, but it, it really is a very important message which still hasn't gotten out to the rest of the world. Uh, I mean, I know it's out there, but most people just aren't doing anything about it. And so this study comes from Laval University in Canada, they had 664 people between 18 and 55 in the study. They collected their food diaries, and they basically identified two patterns, the Western diet, which we're going to call the diet of death, and a prudent diet. And uh, one book that I want to mention is, is called Food Rules, a very simple book. It's like only maybe 100 pages, and it's just 64 food rules. And the author is Michael Pollan. He's written some other books, uh, In Defense of Food and the Omnivores. Omnivore's Dilemma, um, very similar to the, uh, the information that's out there in Food Inc., et cetera. And what you'll find is pretty much any diet except for the Western diet is a, a decent diet. So, you know, we talk about, you know, no meat or all meat or low carb or high carb. You know, it's these manufactured diets that include Western foods that are really probably the only enemy. And, uh, you know, if we just simplify things, and we're going to simplify it with Mr. Pollan's seven-word diet at the end of this study review. But uh, let's go back to the study. And so they had the Western diet and what they call the prudent diet. So the Western diet is eating crap, basically. Higher consumption of refined grains, French fries, red meat, condiments, processed meats, and soft drinks, regular soft drinks. So, you know, everything you shouldn't eat. I mean, red meat... That's a debatable, but everything else there, everybody knows they shouldn't eat that stuff on a regular basis. But there was a lot of people in the study doing that. Now, the prudent diet was characterized by higher consumption of non-hydrogenated fat, so real fat, 
vegetables, eggs, fish, and seafood. Okay, so real food. Wow, what a surprise, real food. Okay, so the people that ate very closely to the Western diet, they ate, you know, the more of a Western diet these people had, the higher the BMI, their weight, their waist girth, their waist-to-hip ratio, and their fat mass. They were more likely to be obese. So you eat junk, you're going to be obese. Very plain and simple. In contrast, the subjects who had more of that prudent diet, eating real food, had a lower BMI, had lower weight, had lower waist girth, had lower fat mass, and lower triglyceride levels. They were much less likely to be obese. Not surprising. So we go to Michael Pollan, who's just uh, who's an author. He's just a, new, a journalist, and he's just done so much research that you know he's as much of a nutrition expert as most people are, without a scientific degree. And he's basically boiled down healthy eating into seven words. And uh, I really give him credit because I can't I can't improve on it. But here it is: eat food, not too much, mostly plants. It's that simple. And uh, if you want a little bit more information, again, I highly recommend his book, Food Rules. It's a very, very quick read. You'll probably read it in about an hour. And, um, you know, some of it's redundant, uh, you know, giving the same rule. But, I mean, it's basically don't eat stuff with, you know, long ingredient names and don't eat stuff from a bag in a box and all this stuff that we talk about with the turbulence training lifestyle. I mean, certainly you can eat those maybe once a week, but not on a daily basis and just eat as much real food as you can. All right, so it's anything but the Western diet because, that, unfortunately, is the diet of death, and it's killing a lot of people. And as, as Paulin points out in his book, we actually created this thing. We, you know, we came up with the Western diet. We created these hydrogenated fats and, and processed foods. So, you know what? Uh, if we just stop eating what we make and go back to eating real food, it doesn't matter if you're a vegetarian or if you do eat meat once in a while. He recommends, you know, a few times per week. But, you know, if you ate a real diet, you'd be much better off than if you were eating a Western diet. And then, you know, everybody else is kind of arguing little points there. So let's keep it simple. All right, into Wednesday, we got a workout. We're going to start with a one-arm kettlebell or dumbbell swing, 12 reps per arm. Now, people always ask, you know, is kettlebell better than dumbbells? And, and to be honest with you, you know, it took me a long time to, to realize that, you know, there's certain exercises that are, are Certainly better done with a kettlebell. I was definitely very skeptical. You know, I, I joked around about it, like many people joked around about it. Why don't you just use a dumbbell, that type of stuff. Certainly the swing, the snatch, those exercises are much better done with a kettlebell. But on the other hand, you know, you can certainly lose fat and get a great body without ever touching a kettlebell. So, you know, they're not magic, but they're, they make for some fun exercises. If you dig it, do it. If you don't, don't worry about it. All right, so you're going to do that swing. Then you're going to do Spider-Man push-ups. If you can't do Spider-Man push-ups, do something like elevated push-ups where one hand is elevated or do post-grip push-ups. Do something that's a nice challenge for you. Then we're going to do a one-arm, one-leg dumbbell or kettlebell overhead press. So you're standing on one leg and you're pressing overhead with the opposite leg. So stand on your left leg and press overhead with your right arm. Uh, you're going to do six reps per side there. Just playing around with that. Obviously, you don't see that in... Too many other, I don't think that's in any other turbulence strain program, so I wasn't clearly that fond of that exercise, but uh, it does make your body work harder to keep your torso in alignment, and so, you know, give it a try. If you want to try that out, you can use it in your regular programs if you really dig that one. Then you're going to pair that with a waiter's bow, which is bodyweight exercise, simulating the 
good morning type movement. It's a good practice exercise there. Stretches out the hamstrings. Dynamics and flexibility there. And in superset three, we're going to do one arm dumbbell or kettlebell squat and press. So you're going to hold the dumbbell or kettlebell up at shoulder height, squat down, and when you come back up, you're going to press it overhead. So use less weight than you normally would use for a uh, standing dumbbell or kettlebell press, and then do that exercise and work your way up. Be conservative at first. Ten reps on one side, ten on the other. Then into the cross-body mountain climber, which is a nice little abdominal exercise. Then into final round of four, uh, three exercises, we're going to do a Turkish get-up, five reps per side. A push-up hold, you're going to do two reps where you do a 15-second hold at the top of the movement in a plank position, and then five-second hold at the bottom, and then a side plank of 20 seconds per side. But if you can do more, go for it. And then we're actually going to finish this program off with high-intensity cardio. Now, high-intensity cardio is not long, slow cardio. High-intensity cardio simply means going as fast as you can for 20 minutes, a pace that you can maintain for 20 minutes. If you tire out after eight minutes and you can't go, you've gone too fast. Um, but if you could do something for 40 minutes, then that's too slow. Now, there is some research that shows when you compare cardio levels, high-intensity cardio does work more effectively than low-intensity cardio for burning belly fat. So the long, slow, boring stuff you can do while reading a magazine, we avoid that. But if you're going to push yourself as hard as you can for 20 minutes, that is an okay type of cardiovascular exercise. Into Thursday, we're going to do 30 minutes of fun activity, and I want to talk about planning again. Now, if you ever watch football, you know that every play is scripted. You know, they, they know exactly, you know, what route the receiver is going to run. And you might even know that teams will come into a game with, you know, their, their plays planned out, you know, at least for their first drive. They know they're going to do this play, then this play, then this play, then this play, et cetera. That's what their plan is. And the more they plan out, they often have better results even when they're playing against greater talent. So what's that have to do with fat loss? Well, you know, one of the biggest mistakes that people make is not having a plan. That leads to wasted time, you know, like what should I do today when you go to the gym and you wander around the gym with no results. And so what you need to do is simply plan out what you're going to do in your workouts to save you time when you go to the gym. Plan out your nutrition. Get as much control as you can by planning, shopping, and preparing. We talked about this start. I'm talking about it now because you take a look at those people on that Western diet and they never plan. Those people who are on the prudent diet probably planned out. You know, they probably realized, oh, I got to, you know, put a little extra effort in here to go to the, the fruit market rather than go downstairs to the Starbucks and get a donut. You know, they have to plan that out. However, don't get upset about things you can't control. If you make a mistake or if you're you know, starving and you're with friends in the middle of forest somewhere and all they have is donuts and you're just about passing out, it's okay to eat a donut, okay? Football teams adjust. You look at Peyton Manning. He adjusts the play at the line of scrimmage, and he's probably one of the smartest guys that does it. He doesn't get stressed out. He thinks he's planned for this situation. He watches a lot of tape. He's a very planned, methodical man. And that's one of the reasons why he succeeds. And he practices over and over and over again in the off-season. So go with the flow. If you're stressed, take a nice breath. Work on improving everything else you have control over. It's about how you fit in your clothes and look in the mirror that counts. Don't get too hung up on the scale weight. Just plan as much as you can. Do your best. Be consistent. Eat real food. Train consistently with workouts you enjoy. 
and you will be a very happy person. All right, into Friday. Hopefully, you're going to like this workout. We're going to do a dumbbell split squat, then a block push-up, which is where you have both of your hands elevated so you increase the range of motion for your push-up. Now, that's an advanced push-up. If you don't have strong shoulders, if you're worried about your shoulders, the front of the shoulder is going to get a little extra stretch there, and you may want to avoid that exercise. You can do regular push-ups. That's fine. Second superset, dumbbell chest press, one leg deadlift. You're going to be slightly fatigued in the dumbbell chest press, or from the push-up, so your chest press is going to be slightly less than normal. In the third superset, I really like this one, dumbbell deep step up. Now, with a deep step up, your foot is going to be up on the bench, and your foot's going to be down, the other foot's going to be down on the ground. What I want you to do is drop your hips down so that you lower yourself so that there's a greater range of motion in this exercise. Drop your hips down so your back knee goes towards the floor, and you're going to have a greater range of motion. Your glute is going to work a lot more in that deep step up. You're going to pair that with a T push-up. And again, when you do the T push-up, resist the rotation on the way down. That is when your abs are working hardest. In the next superset, you're going to do a dumbbell rear deltoid raise and a one-leg calf raise. And then we're going to finish off with a fun arm superset of dumbbell curls and close grip elevated push-ups. Pardon me. So one hand elevated four to six inches on a block and both hands underneath the shoulders. Okay, so you're going to have that close grip of both hands under the shoulders, but one hand is going to be slightly elevated to work the torso more and also work the triceps more. There's no interval training, no nothing to add on to the end, but if you really want to, you can do some kettlebell stuff. All right, into Saturday, social support Saturday. 30 minutes of fun activity, of course, and then let's, you know, use another sports analogy. In sports, the home field is often always thought of as an advantage for the home team because of the support from the fans. You know, they, they call it the 12th man in football, the 6th man in basketball, because those fans can really get the momentum going, can really create an atmosphere of support, it can really disturb the other team, especially if it's really loud, and, you know, the, the team hasn't mentally prepared itself for that noise. So you, too, must create support from fans in your life so that you have positive social support. Now, it's it's really tough to lose fat on your own. I've talked about this many times. You really have a hard time doing this all on your own. So what you need to do is get help from positive people and don't let negative people into your life and get positive support in every aspect. So work, home, at the gym if you go to the gym, and online, okay? And there's one other workout to go in the kettlebell bodyweight dumbbell or kettlebell dumbbell bodyweight program, whatever I called it way back then. And it's an interval training circuit that you do on the Saturday, if you're using the Monday, Wednesday, Friday program, then you'll do this intervals on Saturday. And it goes like this. You do your warm-up, and the first interval is 60 seconds at 8 out of 10 intensity level. And then as soon as you get done that interval, you do 20 prisoner squats. Then you rest a minute, go on to the next interval, 45 seconds at an 8 out of 10 intensity level, drop down, do 15 push-ups, back up, rest a minute, and another 60 seconds at 8 out of 10 intensity level. And then you rest, and you repeat that circuit one more time. And that's it. All right? Now, Sunday. Now, I know that this is a Super Bowl Sunday that I'm planning for, but you can take this advice and use it today if you're listening on Super Bowl Sunday, of course. 30 minutes of fun activity. Get out, do something, mobility, get moving, etc. Make sure that you're always moving and active every day. And, you know, because that's really good for your health. That's why we talk about moving every day. And make sure you're getting different types of movement in there because we don't want to do the same linear type of movement like running on a treadmill. 
we want to be out and doing different types of movement because it's going to help us avoid overuse injury. All right, so after that, you plan, shop, and prepare. You get that all done in the morning because the game's on later in the day. And now here are the cheat meal rules that I came up with. Okay, we want to be prepared for these things. Reward meal, cheat meal, whatever you want to call it. So you're going to go and enjoy your cheat meal without guilt. It's just one meal, okay? But remember, there's no gorging allowed and no going back for seconds. You just get one round of the food that you enjoy. So eat and drink slowly. No gluttony involved. Remember, the slower you eat, the fuller you will feel because it takes 10 to 20 minutes before you feel full. All right, and once it's over, get right back on track. You know, it's Sunday night when you go home from your friend's house after watching the game. Don't say, oh, I just ate pizza, so I'm going to have ice cream now. No, no feeling bad, no guilt. Get back on track. In fact, you should feel good because you've rewarded yourself for everything that you did the week before. Of course, be prepared in advance so that you don't relapse after the meal. Okay? Make sure you don't have the ice cream just sitting there. Make sure you have some fruits and vegetables ready for snacking if you're still hungry later in the evening after eating the wings or whatever. Okay? And also, with respect to rule number two, which was you know once you reward yourself, get back on track, remember that everyone needs to make sure that they haven't bottled up their desires so much that they go on this huge binge fest. Okay? Want to have like healthy attitude towards eating. It's about rewarding and not binging. Okay, so that's why I like the term reward meal rather than cheat meal. Sounds a little bit dorky, but it really does get a better positive attitude in there. All right, that's it for this week. I hope everyone enjoys Super Sunday. Uh, next week, we've got the beginner total torso training program. We have a weekly research review that's going to talk about an interesting fiber and weight loss study, specific type of fiber that they looked at, um, an endurance athlete strength training tip because I get so many questions about that, and we're going to talk about protein based on some quotes from a men's health article from the March 2010 issue. So that is it for this week, everybody. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful week of losing fat. And uh, join me next week. This is Craig Valentine from TurbulenceTraining.com.